It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, DC? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Wizards. I'm your host, SB Nation's Bulls Forever writer, Ben Mehich. We got a lot to get into in this podcast. The Washington Wizards made a mini splash. I don't even know what you want to call it. Anthony and I predicted that they would make a move, that they would trade Troy Brown, and lo and behold, they did. So we'll get into that, the players they got back. But they also lost to the New York Knicks on Thursday night, so we'll discuss that loss. But let's get into this trade. Started with a Bradley Beal tweet. He tweeted, here we go. That got me on the edge of my seat. I thought the Wizards would maybe make a move. I knew that Nikola Vucevic was on the move. Aaron Gordon was rumored to be traded. Laurie Markkinen was on the trade block. So all these players kind of move the needle. They're players that any team can use in their rotation. Nikola Vucevic certainly an all-star caliber center. We know the, the Wizards' frontcourt troubles. I thought Nikola Vucevic would have been a great fit there. Ultimately, the Wizards ended up trading Troy Brown Jr. and Mo Wagner to the Chicago Bulls. Not for Laurie Markkinen, not for Otto Porter, but for Chandler Hutchinson and Daniel Gafford. So most teams around the league or most fans around the league are probably unfamiliar with these players, but if you're a Wizards fan, you're probably familiar with Daniel Gafford. He scored career high against the Wizards. He really dominated the Wizards because he's an athletic center and the Wizards have really struggled to guard those types of big men all season long. But look, it was a tale of two tweets. We got the Bradley Beal tweet saying, here we go. And then we got a tweet from his wife, Kamaya Adams, which kind of just put out the annoyed emoji. And that's kind of how I felt as well. I'm not going to lie. I mean, Tommy Shepard, Scott Brooks, they've talked a lot about improving this team's roster, about development, about making a push towards the playoffs. This move doesn't signal any of those things. Development, certainly not. I mean, it's kind of, kind of waving the towel, admitting that Troy Brown Jr.'s development, the 15th overall pick in 2018, 21-year-old point guard, 6'7", versatile, can defend, can pass, can play multiple positions, gone. And for, for Chandler Hutchinson, who, for personal reasons, hasn't played since February, since early February, so you don't really even know what you're getting there. And Mo Wagner, a player who led the league in charges, who obviously had his own difficulties, was in and out the rotation from starting to being benched to not playing was kind of a victim of Scott Brooks's chaotic rotations. Now he's in Chicago, got rerouted to Boston. So the Wizards get back two unproven young players here. This, these aren't veteran players that you can kind of plug and play. Uh, Daniel Gafford, just by virtue of being on a roster that needs help in the front court, will get playing time. Tommy Shepard spoke about his bounciness. His athleticism, Scott Brooks said that he's one of the better rim protectors and lob threats that he's had since he was in Washington. I think that speaks to more of Washington's failure to have um, a, a consistent player that can play those roles in Washington more so than it does Daniel Gafford with all, all due respect to him. Chicago, look, they get, they get Nikola Vucevic, they get Daniel Tice, so now you have two all-star caliber players in Zach Levine and Vucevic. And a slew of consistent 
reliable veterans, right? You have Kobe White there, who's one of the better young players in the league. Thaddeus Young, who's a consistent veteran. Tomas Sadaransky. So this is kind of, and I'm going to be honest with you, this is a team that didn't wait and see, right? They, they, they knew what they were going to have in their young players. They capitalized on their draft assets, and they got a, they got a really good center in Nikola Vucevic. This is what happens when you hire a brand new coach and when you hire a GM that's not from the front office, from the previous front office. It comes in with fresh eyes, able to evaluate the roster with no strings attached. The Washington Wizards didn't do that. They didn't hire a new coach in Scott Brooks. That was Ernie Grunfeld who hired who hired Scott Brooks. You know, Tommy Shepard was here when Ernie Grunfeld was here. And these are the sort of changes that were made. Basically, the Wizards didn't make very many changes in the trade deadline. They're 13 games below 500 now. This team is not going to make the playoffs. Doesn't look like they will at least. And this move, look, you're trying to keep Bradley Beal around. You say you want to compete for the playoffs. You want to become more competitive night in and night out. Close out the games that you've struggled to close out all season long. Then Gafford and Chandler Hutchinson probably aren't going to do that for you. It speaks to this team's failure to build up a consistent roster. It's a bunch of role players who, truth be told, probably wouldn't be getting playing time on good teams. But they're going to get playing time in Washington. But that's not all, not all is lost there. Not all is lost there because I think the, the Wizards might have something in Daniel Gafford. We'll talk a little bit more about that. But before we do that, I want to let you know about Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Pukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Look, Anthony and I, the previous podcast, we both predicted that Troy Brown Jr. would get traded. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like the Wizards got rid of Kawhi Leonard or Paul George or that Troy Brown Jr. is this otherworldly talent. But he doesn't need to be for him to have been a failure of player development in Washington. And I think that's important to point out. The fact that the Washington Wizards gave up on their former 15th pick and basically got back two unproven young players in return. What does that say about the Washington Wizards? Did they concede that they messed up with that pick? Did they concede that their player development wasn't all that great this year? Because in the bubble, Troy Brown Jr. averaged 15-7. and seven. He looked like he was going to be a part of the rotation. And if you asked me at the start of the season, I thought he was going to be their starting small forward. But he's a point guard. The Wizards never used him at that position. Kind of like Tomas Sadoransky. Ironically, they both end up in Chicago. Both tall point guards. So Scott Brooks refused to play at their position. And now he's in Chicago. He's going to get an opportunity to play. And truth be told, 
It wouldn't be that shocking if he ends up carving out a role for a Chicago team that's probably going to make the playoffs. And that says a lot about the Washington Wizards because he's going to play for a likely playoff team. He's going to have a role on a likely playoff team, but he couldn't find a role on a, on a losing team like the Washington Wizards. That says a lot more about the Washington Wizards than it does about Troy Brown Jr. This is an indictment on the Washington Wizards. This season was about player development, and Troy Brown Jr. was atop that list. Look, they, 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 they used a 15th overall pick on him. He was just out of the lottery. They thought very highly of him. They could have put, picked another player. I know they were high on Robert Williams, who ended up in, in Boston. But the Wizards thought that Torban Jr. was going to be one of these hybrid guard players who can play off the ball, who can play on ball, who just plays ball well, so to speak. Right? He's a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. But there's a lot of players in the league that way who carve out 10, 15-year careers. And the Wizards thought they were going to get a consistent role player in that. And then Evan Turner type of Shaw Livingston type of player in Troy Brown Jr., yet they end up with Chandler Hutchinson and Daniel Gafford in the end. That's a really important thing to point out. The Washington Wizards threw their hands up and said, hey, we're giving up on developing Troy Brown Jr. And instead, we're going to take a chance on Daniel Gafford, who has only scored more than 10 points three times in his career, and most of those times have been against the Washington Wizards. I get that the Wizards need rim protection. I get that they need rebounding. They need size. Daniel Gafford gives them that, but Daniel Gafford isn't going to lead this team to the playoffs. The Wizards weren't a Daniel Gafford away from making the playoffs. And I understand, again, they don't have many options at the front court right now. Alex Len is in and out the rotation, as is Robin Lopez. But look, the Wizards don't have the talent that they need to succeed and compete on every single night, right? They don't have that talent. Daniel Gafford isn't going to put them over the edge here. And it's a shame. The Wizards have a bunch of players who, truth be told, simply aren't good enough to lead a team to the playoffs. Now, they've left them with Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, and now they've given up Daniel Gafford. And then you compare it to a team like Chicago, a team like Miami, right? Miami got Victor Oladipo now. they got another player who Jimmy Butler can rely on on a night-in-night-in basis, night-in-night-out basis, rather, to compete with them every given night, right? To help this team win. The Miami Heat have a culture in place of, of playing defense, of competing every night. The Wizards don't have that. If I asked you what the Wizards' culture was, probably couldn't answer that question. And if you asked the Washington Wizards what their culture was, I think they'd probably struggle to answer that question. And you saw that kind of come to fruition in the trade on Thursday. Because if, look, you look at the trade, it doesn't really make much sense. They flipped two better players for two players who are less productive. Troy Brown Jr. and Mo Wagner have been more productive NBA players than Chandler Hutchinson and Daniel Gaffer. Chandler Hutchinson hasn't played since February but for personal reasons, so I don't even need to speculate there, but it's not like he was a consistent part of the rotation. He wasn't. The Wizards don't really know what they have in him. It's kind of a Jerome Robinson type of situation when they traded Isaiah Thomas to the Clippers for Jerome Robinson. I get it. Jerome Robinson was you know, an early first-round pick, had some talent coming out of Boston College, and now he's out the rotation in Washington. And now you're doing the same thing with Chandler Hutchinson. So the Wizards are kind of collecting these, you know, for the lack of a better word, random young players and hoping that they strike gold. And they did on a few occasions. I mean, I'm not going to call Garrison Matthews gold, but he can play. And he was an undrafted player. Thomas Robinson, a second-round pick, right? They managed to salvage these players' careers, and I think they're trying to do the same thing here. Maybe they got a reliable center in Daniel Gafford or Chandler Hutchinson. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out. But here, it's just it's the fact that they're giving up on, on Mo Wagner and Troy Brown Jr. They spent years developing these players, and now they're in Chicago. Now they're in Boston. 
And chances are they're going to have more consistent roles, a system that's going to utilize their talents as they should be utilized. Turbine Jr. is probably going to get an opportunity to play point guard, which he didn't get a chance to do in, in Washington. So he ended up in Chicago. And it wouldn't surprise me in two, three, four years if we look back and say, man, the Wizards did it again. They did it again, right? And then there's reports that the Wizards could have got Laurie Markkinen. Quentin Mayo reported that the Wizards were close to getting Laurie Markkinen or they didn't want to give up a first-round pick for him. And that's, to me, it's like, man, these reports are kind of sketchy, right? You're putting these reports out that you might have, could have almost got a good player, but instead you ended up with the player you did. Really reminds me of the Al Horford report when, when uh, Adrian Wojnarowski infamously tweeted that the Wizards were close to getting um, Al Horford and it was a wild finish. But instead, they ended up with Jan Mahinmi. Obviously, to a lesser extent here, could have got Laurie Markkinen, who was a really good young player. Instead, you end up with Daniel Gafford and Chandler Hutchinson, two unknown young players that are taking another chance on a flyer on, hoping that they strike gold. But alas, probably not. But we have a lot more to get into. On Thursday night, the Wizards dropped yet another lead, losing to the New York Knicks, who they just can't seem to get over. But before we do that, let's talk about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market. It's amazing. It's low calorie. It's high protein, high fiber. Look, you got to try it. And it's Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is cookies and cream versus coconut almond. Although some of you probably prefer coconut almond, got to be honest, cookies and cream is my favorite here. It's indulgent. It's delicious. It's classic. But guess what? They're both healthy and tasty. Go to BuiltBar.com or Built underscore Bar on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKDOWN20 to get 20% off your next order. That's LOCKDOWN20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won tonight's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA Draft. And if you're a Wizards fan, you probably want to pay attention. Go to Locked On NBA Draft Podcast, scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, full coverage of March Madness, four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow the Locked On NBA Draft. The Wizards, 17-point lead. Looked like the Wizards were going to bounce back to their brutal loss to the Knicks on Thursday. Sort of a mini-series here, a playoff element, as Scott Brooks called it. Of course, they squandered the 17-point lead. The Knicks took their only lead in the fourth quarter, come back and win the game, 106-102. Got to make mention of Rui Hachimura, 21 points, 9 rebounds. Played stellar basketball all night long. Bradley Beal again, 26 points. But let's just... Let's just get into the deeper discussion here with Anthony out. Indulge me, right? Humor me. Let me get into the deeper sort of take here, discuss what's going on with the Washington Wizards. This is a team unwilling to accept its fate. This is a team unwilling to accept reality. Just lost back-to-back games to the New York Knicks. After getting absolutely handled on Tuesday, the Wizards came back, gained a 17-point lead, looked like they had some pride in their game again, only to drop the lead. Look, is there another team that's 12, 13 games below 500 in the NBA that's losing at this pace 
with that with a Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal or players of that talent, comparable talent, that wouldn't have made a change by now. If the Washington Wizards, what do they do? They'll come back tomorrow and they'll tell you, look, there's 30 games left. Scott Brooks said that. There's 30 games left. Tommy Shepard said that after making the trade. You know, there's still 30 games left. Without any proof, any sort of evidence that they could point to that this Washington Wizards team can win games within those 30. But they'll point to the injuries. They'll point to the fact that they were struck by COVID, disregarding the fact that every other team in the league has suffered those same sort of setbacks. You had Russell Westbrook healthy. He played 40 minutes against the Knicks on Thursday. Bradley Beal played 39 minutes against the Knicks on Thursday. Yet you still dropped a 17-point lead. This team is, frankly, out of excuses. The Wizards have no excuses. And then you look at the trade deadline. They made no real changes. No changes. This is a team that's essentially telling itself a false sort of reality. That they're able to compete. That they're able to win games within these 30. Enough games to get into the play-in or the playoffs. Which is quite sad because the Eastern Conference is among the worst conferences in sports. Not even just basketball. In the Eastern Conference, you can conceivably finish 500 and get all-court advantage. That's how bad the Eastern Conference is in the NBA. If the Washington Wizards are telling themselves that, hey, maybe we'll get one of these play-in spots where 70% of the conference gets into. That's sad. The Washington Wizards have two stars on their team. Russell Westbrook is 32 years old. He should be winning games at this point in his career, competing for championships. Bradley Beal in the prime of his career, 27 years old. Averaging the most points in the NBA, has become an elite-level player in the NBA, yet he's on the team that's 13 games below 500. Why? Because this team has been afraid to make changes. They sit on their hands. They expect change to happen overnight. For what reason? I can't really tell you. I can't point to anybody on this roster who's going to wake up tomorrow and become a better player. Robin Lopez is who he is. Howell Neto is who he is. Denny Abdi had 11 minutes on Thursday, didn't score a point. His confidence is clearly lacking. Garrison Matthews chipped in with 16 points, but if you're depending on Garrison Matthews to start basketball games with you in the NBA, you're probably a losing team. And that's exactly what the Washington Wizards are. Simply not enough talent here, and the coaching staff, to be frank, hasn't done enough. you got two stars on your team. You can't beat the Knicks? That's troublesome. And then for the front office to just do nothing? No changes to the coaching staff. No real changes to the roster. So you're accepting the fact that this team is going to be bad. So where my issue is here, just be honest. Tell everybody... Season isn't going according to plan. The roster makeup of this team isn't going according to plan. You know, the one thing I admire about the Celtics and Danny Ainge is, look, when they struggled this season, Danny Ainge came out and said, I might have made some bad moves in the offseason. Maybe that Jeff Teague signing didn't work out as well as I thought it would. Yet the Washington Wizards, they won't say that. They'll say there's 30 games left in the year. Look, we've been injured. Look, COVID hit us. It's hit everybody. Russell Westbrook's healthy. Bradley Beal's healthy. This team is largely healthy. They have the players that they signed that they hope to play this year. That was Bertans. I get it. He's been in and out the year. But even, even in, when he's played this year, he's been disappointing. This whole Wizards team has been up and down a disappointment. And it really, really culminates in a disappointing trade deadline. And I, I wish I had better news for you, Lockdown Wizards fans. I really do. But when you look at what's going on in the landscape of the NBA, you look at what the Chicago Bulls did, and I hate to keep hearkening back to them, but it's the truth. This is a team with a fresh front office, a fresh coaching staff, with fresh eyes to evaluate the roster. And they made legitimate moves. they got an all-star center in Chicago now with Zach Levine and capable veterans around them. You look at Miami, Jimmy Butler's got, a, got an awesome running mate now in Victor Oladipo, right? And some great veterans around them as well. And they're going to keep competing. 
Yet the Wizards here, you look at this roster, and no one pops. This roster is largely unrecognizable. Nobody is really that exciting. Rui Hachimura has been having a great year, and he's actually starting to develop into a really, really solid NBA player, but it's been kind of marred. It's been overshadowed by just how bad this team has been, how uneventful this entire season has been. It's quite a shock. So for the team to not make any changes, I mean, you got to look yourself in the mirror if you're Thomas Shepard. you got to look yourself in the mirror for, for Scott Brooks and say, man, what's actually going on in Washington here? Do we have a system in place? What's the culture like of this team? What do we want to do? Because right now they're telling us they want to compete. But the reality is they don't have enough on the roster or the coaching staff, clearly, to do that. And I'm not just saying that. You look at the records. They're 13 games below 500. That's the fact. They're 15 and 28. So you can't tell me that this team has a roster around it that can compete. You can't tell me that the coaching staff is getting enough of these players because they just traded 21-year-old Troy Brown Jr. And they're 15 and 28. The record is what it is for a reason. This team is flat out bad. And shame on them for not making the changes that they needed to make. For being maybe perhaps nervous about making the changes. Not having the confidence to make the change. Maybe not having the ability to make the change. It's hard for us to speculate. But the truth is they didn't make the changes that were necessary. And that's why the team is what it is. That's why they dropped the 17-point lead against the New York Knicks and lost again. And that's why there's no answer if you're the Washington Wizards. You have no answer on this roster or the coaching staff. So they're probably going to keep losing games and end up in the lottery. The place that Tommy Shepard said he will not end up after this year. Yet here we are, staring at the lottery. With really no way out if you're the Wizards. You had a chance to... To, to build a better team and trade them and to make some sort of move for a veteran player, something exciting, something to get this team going, a change in the coaching staff, just something. Just do something if you're the Washington Wizards. Nothing. That's what they did, nothing. But guess what? The Detroit Pistons are coming up on Saturday. Pistons, a full-blown rebuild, a phase that the Washington Wizards just refused to accept. But we want to thank you for listening. I apologize for this sort of sobering podcast, and we'll get into more of the moves once Anthony returns, but I hope you have a great weekend. Hope the Wizards don't bum me out too much. Because look, they still got Bradley Beal and Rui Hachimura. Some good things going on in D.C., but the trade deadline, wow. What a, what a reality check if you're a Washington Wizards fan. But we'll be back with you again on Monday. As always, we appreciate you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast at Lockdown Wizards. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Wizards. We'll be back more with analysis with Anthony soon. Appreciate you for listening. And as always, see you on Monday. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.